Tedwin. I want to dive into these pieces as we go along, um, but let's start with just like listing everything new that's different with the Las Vegas Raiders this offseason. Josh McDaniels is the play caller. Devontae Adams is now the highest paid wide receiver in the league. McDaniels brought fullback Jakob Johnson with him. Uh, they declined Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. They added Zamir White in round four, as well as Brandon Bolden in free agency. I mean, either from your seat, a personal grouping standpoint or concept outlook, what do you think is going to be the identity or the foundation for the Raiders in 2022 in their offense? Yeah, I think it's going to look a lot like it did in New England, especially with him bringing uh, the the fullback over. I, I still can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Jakob Johnson. If I'm okay, so I get to say Johnson. I get to say Johnson. Yeah, but uh, yeah, when when they cut uh, when they cut Alex Ingold, the um, the Raiders current fullback, you know, I thought maybe they were going to shift into some you know more eleven personnel and, and be a little bit more spread. But then he brought in Johnson, so I think that signals that they're going to keep doing some more 21 personnel stuff like uh, they did in New England. I think they were the second um, highest usage as far as 21 personnel other than the the Niners. So uh, we'll see we'll see a lot of that. But I think it's just going to be a lot of mu- multiple personnel, uh, exotic formations, uh, and they're going to mix things up. And obviously they're going to try to get – uh, the run game going last year, the Raiders, one of the worst running teams in the league. Uh, they're going to bring back a lot of the same offensive linemen. I think that's the one big area of concern for this team is the offensive line. They didn't make uh, a lot of upgrades through free agency. They didn't make actually any, any huge upgrades through free agency. It looks like it's going to be uh, the same starting five, unless uh, Parham, the third round draft pick might be able to compete for center. Uh, but I, I think as far as the right tackle position, that's a big question mark. Okay, so let's dive in first to Devontae Adams because that was obviously mm-hmm. such a massive acquisition. You and I actually have a video on this channel immediately reacting yep. after that. Because um, clearly this team's like best three pass catchers, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. But again, if Josh McDaniels uses a fullback or tight end, extra tight end, I should say, like 42% of the time, which he did last year in New England, that's going to potentially force... Hunter Renfro either out of the lineup or potentially as an outside wide receiver. Um, I would say that the latter is where he's not at his best, but am I just like simplifying this too much and they can still get, you know, creative with all of these different personnel groupings while also putting Hunter Renfro and Devonte Adams, by the way, they were back-to-back this past season in slot targets, ninth and 10th in the league at 78 and 77. Um, everyone can be in a position to quote-unquote win. Yeah, I think um, Renfro is going to suffer the most as far as, from a statistical standpoint. I just don't think he'll ever have a year like he did last year where so much of the offense ran through him. Um, so now with Devontae Adams, you have a number one, and then Waller coming back, You know, he, he's a top five tight end in the league. Uh, so I think Renfro's going to see a lot less targets. Uh, but as far as being on the field, I think uh, they're going to be able to balance uh, Adams and Renfro through condensed formations. If you watched how um, Edelman was used, he actually ha- played outside a lot more than people mm-hmm. think. He played outside more than he played in the slot. And they were able to do that and have him run his route tree just by using condensed formations. So, when you're using condensed formations, basically everybody's in a slot because you're so close to the quarterback. 
Uh, so I, I think that's what you can see with Renfro. You can see him play outside more, play that uh, Julian Edelman type of role, but still be able to run his option routes and slot routes from condensed formations. Okay. I also, again, mentioned the slot targets for Devonte Adams. He was also, I believe, fourth or sixth. And then, yeah, fourth in the league last year with 26 screen targets. We know that like that Packers offense heavily featured those screens along with RPOs. How do we think that what Devonte did successfully in Green Bay, which can do a lot of diff- different things successfully with what Josh McDaniels and how, you know, they were run first at times, but also there was like that portion in the middle of last season where they put so much more responsibility on Mac Jones's shoulders and basically ran 11 personnel a lot and asked him to throw the football. We know that that was very, very common during his time with Tom Brady. Plus than what Derek Carr, you know, did successful last year in terms of really evolving as a downfield passer to the likes that we had never seen before with him during his time in Oakland and Vegas. Um, I, I keep coming, kind of coming back to this, but is it a clear picture for you how this all just aligns or, or is it going to be some growing pains despite three really good people doing really good things at their jobs? If that makes sense. Yeah, I think we'll see a slight growing pains as Carr is learning his offense. It's pretty complex, uh, but I don't think that he'll run the ball nearly as much as he did with the Patriots because in New England, you had a rookie quarterback. Uh, you had a very physical offensive line, uh, two really good running backs. And I, I don't. I think you have a good running back in, in Josh Jacobs, but I think the offensive line just isn't nearly as physical as what he did, had in New England. And I think he could put more on the shoulders of Derek Carr, even as he's you know, he might go through uh, some growing pains early in the season. I think, you know, he'll have no problem putting the ball in his hands. I think you'll see more play action. Uh, Derek Hart did have success with some uh, play action last year. He probably ran the most play action he did his entire career last year. Just wasn't something he was very comfortable with. But I think um, he saw how effective it was last year and he kind of bought in. I think with McDaniels, you see a a lot more play action. Again, I don't think you're going to see a a run-heavy offense like you did in new england but you'll see a little bit more balanced than uh, they were last season okay so Derek carr in like just the last three seasons he's always been really efficient as a mm-hmm. downfield passer in terms of 20 plus yard um completions but he went from 25th in the amount of attempts in mm-hmm. 2019 then i think jumped to 15th in 2020 then this past season jumped all the way to fourth in the amount of 20 plus yard throws in the league only behind Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and Matthew Stafford. That was obviously with in the history with Nelson Aguilar and, and Henry Ruggs, and especially how Ruggs, you know, came on for the first half of last season. Different personnel, you know, outside of Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, it's kind of the Keelan Coles, the Mac Hollins, the Demarcus Robinsons of the world. Do you think he will want to or stick with this downfield, you know, play action deep shot that we saw him be so successful at this past season? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think he'll keep pushing the ball downfield, especially when you have a guy like Devontae Adams, who is one of the most dangerous deep threats in NFL. He's not you know, quite the speed receiver like Tyreek Hill is, but he he wins with route running. He wins with body position. And I think Carr will be comfortable throwing the ball to him downfield. And I, I think Darren Waller could also be uh, used as a deep threat, too. You know, he's a guy that flexes out at wide receiver, too. He's not just a, a guy that you're, you're going to line up in line. Uh, so I think Derek Carr will push the, push the ball downfield. I, I don't think he'll be 
he might not be fourth, you know, at, at uh, pushing at 20 yard completions like he was last season, but I think right. he'll continue this trend of uh, being an aggressive downfield passer because, you know, he, he knows that that opens up things for the offense. We talked about this right after the Devonte Adams trade, but in terms of red zone touchdown rate, the Raiders have not been good at it in, in the last few years. Um, I believe they were 29th last year, then 23rd and 22nd in the two years before that. Um, to me, that's where the biggest jump, just pure touchdowns for Derek Carr is going to be a massive jump for those of us in the fantasy football community. And obviously his, his stat line, I mean, he hasn't thrown for 30 touchdowns since the 2015 season. In fact, over the last five years, it's been 22, 19, 21, 27, and 23. So again, Hunter Renfro has been really good in those tight spaces in the condensed field. We saw it when healthy two years ago that Darren Waller was a huge mismatch in that area, either from a slot alignment or even lined up outside. And now you have Devontae Adams, who is like the most unguardable player in those tight spaces as well. Are you with me that that could be like the biggest jump that we see from Derek Carr this year? Just pure touchdown completions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, last season you they couldn't run the ball that well in, in the red zone. That was a problem. And then you know Renfro was very effective. He was more effective than I thought he was going to be. But that's not a guy that you want to really force the ball into in the red zone too much. So now you have a, a healthy Darren Waller who was mismatched, and then you have Adams uh, who scored the most red zone touchdowns of any player in the last two seasons. And if you double him and you know you leave one on ones with Waller and, and Renfro, that's going to be uh, I, I, you know, that, that's going to be pretty advantageous to the offense. So I agree with you. I think that's going to be a big jump for Derek Carr. I think uh, if he doesn't throw over 30 touchdowns, it'll be a disappointing. Yeah. And, and Derek Carr right now is being drafted as the quarterback 15 on underdog. And I don't think that's factoring enough how many touchdowns he's going to, to leap forward. And meanwhile, you mentioned Hunter Renfro and like how probably his targets are, are going to drop just in terms of everyone else around him. I think he led all wide receivers last year with a 21% target share. So I think that's naturally going to happen. Okay, you talked a lot about the running game, for better or for worse. Again, we mentioned at the top how it it's not necessarily going to change this year in terms of Josh Jacobs potentially, and I would love to get your opinion on this because the fifth-year option obviously doesn't come into play until next year. That was declined. But Samir White was drafted in the fourth round. They brought in Brandon Bolden. Um they also brought in Amir Abdullah and they have Kenyon Drake on the roster. And it seems just like not as clear of a picture as it used to be. So from your seat, again, how do you expect this running back situation to unfold? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it was like a, a kind of a meme that you don't, you can't trust New England running backs, right? In, right. in fantasy for a while. I think that's going to be the same uh, situation in uh, Las Vegas. You can have Josh Jacobs, who is the, the bell cow back and he could... He could be a threat in the receiving game as well. Uh, but I, I think one of the reasons why his fifth-year option was declined is because you can't trust him as far as staying healthy and on the field. Um, last, last season, his production tailed off. because I think most of that has to do with the offensive line. They were just really bad, um, just didn't open up any holes for him. Um, so I, I think they'll be better in that department. So I, I think Josh Jacobs might be more efficient. I just don't know if they're going to trust him to uh, carry the rock as much because they want to keep him healthy and they're probably going to rotate guys in a lot. Well, we hate to hear that. Okay. Ted, <laughs> we love hearing from you. Thanks so much for being here. All of your stuff with the athletic and obviously your Twitter handle is linked in the description down below. I implore people out there, not just for the Raiders, but for the league at large, go and follow all of Ted's stuff. I read it every single time. 
I learned from all the clips that he posts on Twitter. Uh, as you can tell, one of the smartest out there. Ted, for the second time, I appreciate you being on. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Thanks for having me on.